This is a podcast by The Straits Times. You're listening to Music Lab, a new podcast series by The Straits Times. Each month, we invite music acts to our podcast studio. Here's your host, Adino Abdul Hadi, ST's music correspondent with his guest for this episode. Hello, I am Adino Abdul Hadi, music correspondent at The Straits Times. Today, we have with us in the ST podcast studio, Singaporean singer, songwriter and producer Josh Makazo. A rising name in the homegrown music scene, Josh is one of the most popular artists on TikTok in Singapore in 2023. In July 2023, Josh released Half of My Heart, a song that went viral on TikTok and has since had over 5.3 million views. The two versions of the song that he released on Spotify have also clocked over 6 million streams in all. In November, Josh, who is 20 years old, released his debut album Gradient, and it has already gained over 10 million streams across various platforms. Hi Josh and welcome to our show Hello, thank you for the invitation This is all very exciting for me Great, I understand this is the first time you're appearing on a podcast ever Yes, 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 yes Very happy to have you here Thank you So Josh, 2023 is a big year for you mm-hmm. How would you sum up you know, what the year has been like for you? Ooh, definitely full of surprises But I would say hard work Definitely, definitely hard work Yeah Right. So Josh, you're one of the top Singapore artists on TikTok this year. Mm. What is that like for you? Well, I first received the information that I was recognized as one of TikTok's the hit makers of 2023 from my manager. And both of us looked at each other and we were like, huh? <laughs> how, do we, how do we get here? Um, because I think it was at... The beginning of January, uh, I only started off with like 10 followers on TikTok. Wow, yeah. 10 followers. And how many do you have right now? Uh, I think 88,000. 88, 88,000. 88, yes. <laughs> big jump. Yeah, big, big, big jump. Yeah. Right. So having, for, some, for a young artist right, like you, right, mm. having a song go viral on TikTok, what kind of impact does that have on your music career? And, and, and life in general? Oh, I think it gives my parents some peace of mind. <laughs> um, that's the most important thing. Yes, right? yes. Right. To me, that's that's very important. They've been rooting for me since the beginning and I'm just so happy that um, I can make them proud in some, in some sort of way. I still have a long way to go, um, but I would say that that's probably one of the things that uh, I really strive for. To make your parents proud. Yeah. yeah. Good son. Definitely my, my family as well. All right. Yeah. Do you check out all the videos that people make that, that use your song? But they use half of my heart. <laughs> I can't lie. I you can't do. lie. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. And sometimes, no shame. Yeah, sometimes no shame I'm like, either. what is going on with yeah. these videos? Yeah. But um, yeah, I do. I do. Um, sometimes in my free time, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, 
uh, K-pop edits oh. to my songs, which is which what? is cool because I I also listen to a lot of K-pop. So what does that mean? Like the, the visuals are K-pop acts, and then the song is your song. Yes, the song is my song, and then they do like edits of like Jungkook. Oh, for example. wow. Yeah, of like him dancing or something like that. Which means that Jungkook fans will be picking that up. Yes, yes, yeah. No. There was actually there was actually a video. Um, somebody posted a AI cover of Jungkook singing my song. So what? it sounds like Jungkook is singing my song. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw somebody made a video of right. that, and I was like, Is it still is... up? Yes, I'm. I think it's still up there. But I was like, Dang, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Right. Do you get a lot of DMs, like new fans who are, who message yes. you? And stuff? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I choose not to read them. Why not? Uh, it's quite overwhelming sometimes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I actually don't really use social media that much. Oh, um, you don't? Okay. Yeah. Before really like investing in this artist career, mm-hmm. I would say that I really try to keep my social life private. Right. But that kind of affected my artistry. And then my manager was like, you need to get on top of your social media game. Yeah. Um, so that's why I didn't have a TikTok. Um, my Instagram was like, not really in use as well. But yeah, I just started to pick it up this year. So how does it happen? How does someone get their song to go viral on TikTok? You know, are there, were there strategies? Was there any plans mm. uh, to help your song go viral? Well, I won't go too in-depth with the intricacies of what strategies I used, but something along the lines of just trying to target um, a certain fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, just try to recognize um, what my strongest attributes mm-hmm. were. And so it was like sad, like try to keep up that like sad music image mm-hmm. and then try to replicate or emulate other artists that uh, I was inspired by. So right. for example, somebody like uh, DPR Ian, Mm-hmm. For example, he is uh, someone that I really look up to. And in a way, I sort of initially, I posted TikToks that basically were like, this song was inspired um, by like DPR Ian or something like that. And then right. by doing that, it attracted DPR Ian's fan base. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. And when did, this, when did you start doing this? Like at the start of the year? I think I, I, I really only started in... May. And then Half of My Heart came out in July, like two months after. I think so. Yes. You made your TikTok. Yes. I and then so. and, and at which point did it started blowing up um, on TikTok? Like immediately after you released it? Oh, yes, yes. Mm. It was, it was a, it was a night after, I think. A um, night after you yeah. released it and um, then we blew up on TikTok. Yeah. yeah it, it all was, it took was just one night. Mm-hmm. What happened there? I, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could tell you. I really have no idea what happened, but, um, I remember I posted it at like midnight or something like that. Yeah. And you were still in NS. Yeah. I was I was in my I was in my bunk. I was like In your bunk. Yeah, I was okay. I was in my I was in my bunk. And then um I posted it and I was like, oh we'll see how this one goes. Um and I woke up the next next day, the next morning. Yeah. And it was like at eleven thousand views. It was the first time I reached anything above ten thousand. And I was like, Whoa, this is so insane. Yeah. And then um, spent a couple more hours doing some training exercises. And then suddenly it's at like 500k. And I was like, 
what is going in on? In the same day. Yeah, in the same day. And I was like, what is going on? I think that video has like around like two point something million views on it. Yeah. But yeah, that one that one really resonated with people. Which was it was cool. Alright. So tell us what that song is all about, you know. Was it any real person in particular? Um Yeah. The the song was it was actually about my first love. Okay. No. Um it was about my first love um that I hadn't talked to in like years. Like I think it's been like six years mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um and then at the at the time that I wrote um Half of My Heart, uh I was also writing other songs. Right. But then I, I, I realized to myself that a lot of the songs that I was writing were about this girl. Okay. Um and so then I decided to myself like, why don't I write a song to her instead of about right, is it her? about her? Yeah. All right. And so I sort of had that shift of perspective in my writing. And I think that way I was just more vulnerable. Um, just, just with emotion. Okay. Um, and it's easier for people to resonate with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is quite fascinating. Does this girl know that the song is about her? <laughs> I don't think so. No? I, I, yeah, Whoever I you are, if you're listening right now. <laughs> if you're listening right now, it's, yeah. uh, it's What do you have to you. say to her, Josh? Um, I mean, she, she did reach out. She did reach out. Uh, but she had no idea that this song was about her. I think I think she kind of knows. All right. I, I don't think either of us want to say anything about it. Okay. But... Yeah, she's she's all the way overseas. Oh, right. She's right not now. in Singapore. Right, right she's now. not in Singapore. Okay. Yeah. All right. So tell us about the other songs on Gradient, which is your debut album. Mm. And you just released it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yes, yes. Um, so the album is actually segmented into three different parts. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the first part, which is really driven by anger and um, hate. Mm-hmm. And what I thought best represented that emotion were, I mean, what genres uh, were probably like rap and then like club music, things like that, you know. Um, And so the next segment of the album is R&B. And so that's that's more um, subject matter wise. It's like discussing like lust for example right and then mm. it goes to the last segment which is more melancholic right. um, ballad type songs mm-hmm. which is more vulnerable um just what my true emotions really were so the reason why it's called gradient is actually because it, it's basically like i ended just just to give a quick like synopsis of what my album is about it's mm-hmm. um I ended things with a very toxic girl. Right. right? And this then, is not the same girl that half of not, my heart. Yeah, All right. It's okay. not. This is so, another relationship. Yeah. I ended things with a very toxic girl. And then after that relationship, I was like, finally, I'm free. Yeah. Right. And then um, I just like went out, uh, did some pretty reckless things, uh, mm. admittedly. And then in the aftermaths of um, that period of my life, I sort of came to a point where I really reflected on myself. Right. Um, this was when I started to question like the decisions that I was making. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
when I started doing that, the the, the beautiful thing about um, writing music is um, you're basically just journaling, yeah, essentially, and so mm-hmm. uh, you discover more things about yourself, yeah. things like that, um, and so uh, that's why it's called gradient because um, just that progression. I would say it's a progression in my life, um, just captured in that album. So it's quite my reckless behavior formed mm-hmm. into somebody more, I, I hope is more reflective, um, right. more considerate about other people and things like that. And how long did, did it take for you to complete the album from the time of the breakup when you decided to to work on these songs? You came up with the concept for the album you mm. know, until its completion? The concept of the album was actually maybe like a year and a half ago. Okay. A year yeah. and a half ago. Mm. And initially it was supposed to be seven songs. Right, an EP. Yeah, an EP. Mm. I just kept on writing right. and writing and writing. Initially, mm. uh, Grading was only supposed to be rap music. Right. I didn't right. know that I could sing ballad songs. Right. Until um, my, my mentor, Jason Gelchin, mm-hmm. he was the one that uh, really incited me to just... Be real. Right. Be honest with myself and my mm. music. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't portray uh, someone that you want to be. Portray the person that you already are. Okay. And so um, I just tried that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think my first attempt was actually Half of My Heart. And, oh, okay. Yeah. So it was the first song that you tried to sing, to actually sing yes. instead of just rap. Yes, yes. Hey there. If you like what you're listening to so far, Find our Music Lab podcast on Apple, Spotify, or even within our new podcast player on SD's app. So let's get back to the earlier part of your artistry. So I understand that you have a background in theatre? Oh, yes. Yes. So what, that started out in school or how, <laughs> how did that start out? That started out because my mom wanted me to do it. <laughs> your mom wanted you to do it? Okay. Yeah. My mom wanted me to... Um, try out for this uh, musical called Sound of Music. And then um, I didn't think I was going to get in because there were a lot of other um, kids who auditioned, mm-hmm. who I thought were... Wait, but you must have some kind of background before that, right? She won't just throw you to the auditions. Oh, oh. It was because mine... I liked singing beforehand, like when I was like a like a little kid. Mm-hmm. I liked singing beforehand. And then my brother was like, Mom... Josh can sing. <laughs> Your older brother? Yeah, my older brother. Okay. He's like, Josh can sing. And my mom was like, yeah, like everyone can sing. <laughs> and then and then my brother was like, no, he can he can like actually sing. And so then my mom was like, oh, not bad. So then uh, they decided to put me in for singing lessons. And how old were you, were you back then? Uh, I think it was eight. Eight years old? Yeah, eight okay. years old. Mm-hmm. Eight years old. But I think every every person at that age has a good voice because I haven't like gone through puberty yet right <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> so you have that you have that certain tone yeah, that yeah. just sounds mm. <laughs> yeah 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 so I did musical theater and then from ages old uh yes yes mm-hmm. and so uh I would say that a lot of I'm, I'm very I'm very thankful for that period of my life um, because it actually carried over to how I treat my own um, music career now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of uh, the uh, disciplines that um, I picked up when I was younger, I try to maintain to this day. Um, for example, I mean, like, basic things like trying to be punctual, 
with mm-hmm. things, making sure that uh, you're strict on yourself, very hardworking, um, and also I think being exposed to a certain set of professionalism at a young age really incited me to like want more, you know, just want to be surrounded by other professionals. Right, right. So tell us about Sound of Music. What was that like? You know, you did like what, 14 shows here in Singapore? Yes, I think it was 14. I think it was 14, more or less around that. Um, I loved it. I, I really loved performing. How old were you when you did that? I was 11. 11? 11, okay. 12, around mm-hmm. that. And then... Um, you were one of the... Von Von Trap Trap children. Okay. Yes, I was was Kurt. And we had to (laughs) speak in a British accent. (laughs) Something like that. Um, But I remember going on stage for the first time and then thinking to myself, like, like, wow, I can't believe, like, I rehearsed for, like, months for this. This is, like, all of the lights just, like, flashing on the Mm -hmm. stage. And I was like, oh, this is beautiful. And I don't know why. I thought to myself, I was like, yeah, but... How cool would it be if everybody in this room was here listening to your own music? Of course. Yeah. And so then that's when I decided, I was like, you know, musical theater is cool and all, Mm. but I think I want to, I think I want to pursue something else. Yeah. Okay. So that was when you, was it around the time that you started making your own music, writing your own songs? Mm. Yes. Uh, well, you, oh, you already had your own songs, which is why you thought that way that you wanted the audience to listen to your music instead of something from oh, a famous no, that, musical. That that incited me to start writing my own. Ah, okay. Uh, or not not necessarily write my own music, but um, like not do musical theater. <laughs> okay. Um, I started doing covers. So that was the end of your musical yes. theater career. Yes. <laughs> After it. that, I was like, I was like, okay, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think I've had enough of this. <laughs> okay. Um. And at I 11. Did, yeah, at 11. And mm. then I did covers, like on YouTube. I would like post them and things like that. What kind of artists were, uh, were you covering? Like Drake. All right. Like The Weeknd, things like that. Mm. But I was like 12 or were something Were you like rapping, that. singing, or doing a bit of both? Like or? a bit of both. Okay. A bit of both. Mm-hmm. And then my brother was like, um, Josh, do you want to be remembered as the person that makes really good covers? Or other people, uh, other people covering your songs. I was like, "Dang, are you making me think this hard <laughs> at this age?" He's uh, looking out for you, yeah. your brother. Is yeah. he? Is he in music at all? Is he an artist as no. well? No, he's not. No, 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 no. But I would say he's definitely one of my biggest inspirations. Even though it's completely non-related to music whatsoever, mm-hmm. his insights are very impactful to me. He's a music fan. No. Not at all. Not, not I mean, really. not, no, not. So he's really. got an outsider's point of view. Yeah, <laughs> you know his, uh, you know what Spotify Wrapped is. Yeah, his Spotify rap was, I think, Disney musicals, like his number one. That's all right. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> that's, that, that's, right, that's right. great. That's yeah. great. And then, but and he's then, not into pop music, not into no, R and B, not no, into no, rap. No, and then the next one was like, uh, like anime OSTs, um. And then like white noise or something right. like that. White noise, yeah. <laughs> Big on a lot of people's playlists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's my brother. So he pushed you into becoming your own artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very thankful for that. Right. Do you remember the first song that you wrote? I should do. I should do. Mm-hmm. Dang. What was that? You like? know. Mm. You know. I actually never really thought about like the first song that I wrote. Mm-hmm. I mean. I always get asked about um, the first song that 
I have on my Spotify, but not the first one that I wrote. The first one that I wrote, interestingly enough, was actually about the girl that I wrote Half My Heart. The same girl. The wow. same girl. Because She's your was, charm. She's your... It was, like, that, yeah. it, was, it was that, like, that early on in my life, mm-hmm. I guess, when I started making or writing my own music. I I don't I don't really think about that. Was it a rap song? Was it was it singing or was it? It was a it was like a guitar song, it was like okay. a sing song. Right. Yeah. And then the first song that you put out on Spotify, would you say that was your first serious like recording? Um. Yes. Yes. It was actually my uh, my friends who really like pushed me to mm-hmm. release the song because uh now not so much, but before I used to be a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I think like. I had that that song for like years or something like that, and um, I I did the instrumental for my first single. It was called "A While." I did that instrumental when I was thirteen years old, and then I decided I was like, I'm not gonna record over this because my voice hasn't gone through puberty yet. Oh, <laughs> so, so you had the singing in it. The- the yeah. original idea for the song was to have singing. It wasn't yes. supposed to be an instrumental. Yeah. Okay. And so I decided to record it a few years later after I thought my voice was a bit more mature. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, my friends were like, just release it. You you, you never know what's going to like happen. Right. And how did that start, you know, from writing your own songs to producing your own tracks? Where did you look, Where did you pick all these things up? Mm, YouTube. YouTube? Mm-hmm. YouTube, and then... How old were you when you decided that you wanted to create your own music? Like 12, around 12, that. 12, right. 13, mm-hmm. around that age. Um, so you had a laptop? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my brother got me a again. laptop. Yeah, again. Right. again. The I, same brother? Yes, same, mm-hmm. same brother, same brother. Um, he, he was the one that was like, you know what? You have a dream. Go for it. I was like, mm-hmm. thank you, because like at that point he was already making money. Okay. Right. Um. And so, yeah, yeah. Was that what? Did you start out with GarageBand or some of the like basic stuff? Yes, I started off the mm-hmm. GarageBand first. Um, and then eventually I went to Logic Pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still use that to this day. Yeah. How have you seen your music progress since then? Since you were like, eleven when you first started like making your own music. Mm. It's been like, what, nine years, I'd say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would say before I was trying to make music for the sake of making music, right? Mm-hmm. I I think my intentions of making music have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, before I wanted to do it just so I can be like famous, uh, for example, something like that. Yeah. But I think it's um, progressed to. My intentions with like making music now is just my own fulfillment mm-hmm. um, and satisfaction, things like that. But um, only recently have I discovered. Uh, I, I mean, I have I have a a, a following as well, like a a, a group of fans mm-hmm. um, that also tell me that they love my music and they also connect with it. Um, a lot and so I think I've developed like a new sort of how do I put it motivation okay because of them mm-hmm. I, I I just love making the music um, to sort of like satisfy them okay but uh, it's not it's not necessarily all about that but yeah and 
you just finished national service, right? You just finished NS. Hmm. What's what's the plan now for you? Um, the plan is, I still I still very strongly believe um in education. Mm-hmm. That's something I really stand by. But my dad was the one that was like, you know what? The way that your music career is taking off, why don't you take like two years off before you go to school, uh, university? Right. Mm-hmm. So then um, I trust his judgment. I trust mm-hmm. him. And so I, I am going to take two years off right now mm-hmm. um, and then eventually go off to university. Yeah. Right. So what's happening within these two years? Um, the thing is, I don't know. <laughs> I really have no idea. But I think, in a way, it's it's quite scary. Yeah. But it's exciting. But you're off to a great start. Yeah. I mean, with half of my heart, you're off to a great start. I remember at the beginning of this year, um, my my team and I we drew up these like statistics. Uh, that we would that we were hoping for mm-hmm. um, by the end of the year, and so like the first release, we were hoping for like a thousand streams. And <laughs> on, You've gone way beyond that <laughs> on the yeah. first single, and then the next single would be like five thousand streams. And then uh, we we saved up half of my heart for the last single because uh, I think collectively we were like this one's the best, right, and so right. we wanted hundred k mm-hmm. on half of my heart, and then <laughs> it just ended up that it was the most successful track on the album. Does that put pressure on you? You know, when you have something so successful and mm. then you're working on, on full-ups and all that, mm-hmm. you know, does it make you go, okay, I have to, this next song has to be better than Half of My Heart. This can't be the pinnacle of your career to date, right? Not not really. Um, I don't really get pressured from that because I, I love Half of My Heart for what it is. And I have the confidence in myself that I'll be able to make something even better than that. All right. And it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be within the next year mm-hmm. or the year after that. But um, just the way that I hope to be, I see myself progressing as a artist, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully. Um, I'll make music that will be able to resonate with a lot more people. Yeah, nonetheless, I will forever love that song for what it is. All right. Yeah. And I understand that you're moving on to live shows as well, right? Oh, yes. You haven't really done any live live concerts? No, no. no. I hadn't had the opportunity because I was still in, in, national service. Yeah, still okay. in NS at the There's time. It's a whole new ball game, right? So yeah. what, what are your plans for that? Um, well, uh, my label... No Saints Allowed. Mm-hmm. We are planning to do a showcase at Esplanade. Okay. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to organize something. Um, and that will be with Ranga Jones. All right, as your well. label mate. Yes, mm-hmm. label mate. Label mate. Okay. And when are, what are we looking at? When is this going to happen? Oh, I mean, definitely, definitely sometime next year. Okay. I don't want to give a yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't want to give a specific uh, date or month, but. Um, Definitely next year. Are you working on that? You know, having a stage presence and things like that. Are you? Uh, you yes. don't have any experience in that yes. right now. Yes, I don't really have that much in- experience. Well, except for Sound of Music, of course. Oh obviously. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think this is a different ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why uh, we wanted to do the showcase um, just so we can sort of like 
warm myself up mm-hmm. to a live show, things like that. But um, it's one of the biggest things that's driven me to make music in the first place. Like I've always wanted to perform my own music for people. Okay. Right. So Josh, I understand it's, your family background is very interesting. You're Singaporean. You guys are all Singaporean. But yes. your mom is uh, Filipino. Mm-hmm. Dad is uh, originally from Malaysia. Yes. You guys have moved around your whole life. Yes. You understand that you are, your music, you are, your plan is to put it out in the region. Mm. Tell us about, about that plan. Um, so I think next year, something that uh, I, I look forward to is um, going to Philippines more. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since uh, I am Filipino, my parents are going to move there uh, within like the next like five years or something like that and mm-hmm. so I'll definitely visit more often um, and try to connect with uh, the Filipino audience more as well because I think that um, that's that's a huge market to tap yep. into and I think a lot of people would uh, love uh, to hear my music hopefully alright okay Josh it's been great talking to you but uh, I'll leave you with one last question that we always mm. ask, ask all our guests. Where do you see yourself in five to ten years' time? Five to ten years' time. I would say that I see myself successful amongst the people that I love. You know, the people that I, um, I'm doing this with now, right? My label um, alongside... Jason, uh, Gelchin, I see that becoming very successful. Um, and it's something that I will continue to envision until it's fruition. Yeah. All right, Josh, thank you so much for coming on to the show and we wish you all the best for your music. Thank you so much. Thank Looking you so forward much. to hearing more from you. That was your host, Adino Abdul Hadi. We hope you enjoyed listening to Music Lab, a podcast series by The Straits Times. To listen to Josh Macazo's full live performance of Half of My Heart, a song from his latest EP, Gradient, in our podcast studio, or to read Adino's columns on the music scene in Singapore and elsewhere, there are links in our podcast show notes. Once again, make sure you follow our Music Lab podcast on Apple, Spotify, or even within our new podcast player on SD's app. Get notified when we drop the latest episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.